Watch the headbutts and elbows. No rabbit punches, no low blows. This will not be a clean fight, so protect yourself at all times. The underdogs are coming for the throne. This is the B-Sides Boxing Podcast. Okay, so Saturday, October 15th at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn on Fox Pay-Per-View. Um, have, have the numbers come out for this? I haven't heard. Um, there's like a number that's floating around that I think was first reported by Rick Glaser, so... Oh, well, so take it, take it with the... Out, yeah, the number he threw out was 75k, I believe. Um, well... I don't know if I entirely believe that, but right. I mean, I'm sure it do super well. Wilder's been out a while. He's always been a pretty consistent draw, but he's been out a while. Hellanius didn't really add anything, so... I'm sure it wasn't much more than, like... A hundred, like you know, something like that. Two hundred would be pretty generous. Yeah, if it was two hundred, that would be like miraculous, honestly. <laughs> yeah, but let's get uh, let's get to the card. Uh, we're gonna start from the top down on this one. Deontay Wilder gets the KO one against Robert Hellenius for Finland. The often stated uh, the idiom, I guess, is you know like you don't learn a lot from first round stoppages, whether like technical or not doesn't matter like a first round stoppage doesn't is supposed to not tell you a lot about what's going on but the question that i want to pose is in the three minutes of wilder hellenius that we saw did you see any new wrinkles any new facets to the game plan that wilder was bringing to the ring like because he he did move around differently there was he looked different that's for sure but can you expand on that no, to be honest, I really don't think he looked much different. I thought that was pretty classic Wilder. Maybe really? he was a little more reserved. Hmm. But like, I think that I think that idiot or that um, adage doesn't really apply to Wilder. We don't learn much from first round. Like, pretty much, the question was like, is he still capable of getting first round knockouts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's probably not true for Wilder. I think that's exactly the question we wanted to have answered. And the answer is yes. Like, he's still very explosive. He still hits super hard. So, do I think he looked any different? Not really, but, you know, I just wanted, it, it was more like a throwback, you know, it was like a pre-Fury Yeah, Wilder. yeah, okay, like Dominic Brazil performance on repeat. Yeah, like it was, it was, yeah, it was a little more like just a classic, you know, get a motherfucker out of there, Wilder. Something that I talked about on the Spanish show, uh, Boxing in Espanol, with our buddies Asus and Red, um, something that I mentioned was that like Wilder was a little bit more he seemed to me to be a bit more mobile than usual like he was trying to set up punches from different angles not necessarily being the aggressor and the punch that ended the fight was it seemed like it it looked to me like it was like a short straight right as he was backing into the corner and Hellenius was coming in which that was to me what I especially wanted to point point out as being different is that Wilder, I don't know if that's, is that like a true counterpunch? I'm not entirely sure, um, but that was definitely something different that I that I have not seen him do. He's usually coming forward, he does like the, the pawing jab to try to like break the guard a little bit, and then he throws the right. 
And that, you know, like we said with Brazil, like that's how the knockout came. And he tried to do that a lot with Fury, who figured that shit out really quickly. And wasn't he was and Wilder wasn't able to do it, but but this was just like a completely different a different look. At least it was to me. Yeah, I think he's done it a couple times before. Like Spilka was kinda like that where he backed up and Oh like okay. yeah. rushing on him. Yeah, you're right. Caught him. So I think he's done it before. Um, but yeah, I think that'll definitely go down as one of the most freakish Wilder knockouts. It was such a it short punch. Yeah, was yeah didn't really see yeah, some guys did knock people out. Like, for example, um, maybe Jerron Ennis. Like, Jerron Ennis just gets, like, perfect leverage on every punch and throws super hard. So it's really not that surprising that he, like, hurts people. Like, with Wilder, it's almost just, like, the connection. Like, if you just make a connection with his hand, like... Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's really strange. Like, that, I think that's what makes it really unique. Because, obviously, Wilder sometimes does get full extension, like, versus... You know, for example, Ortiz, the second time. Yeah, the second time. And he can, like, murder people. But even when he doesn't get full extension, like, he didn't really get full extension versus Brazil. He obviously didn't get full extension versus Hellenius. It still does all the damage you need it to do. You know, that, that's what makes it really just bizarre, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't know how else to explain. Just a really bizarre puncher. <laughs> like, I don't know how I can really name many people who have that same Fight ending power. Yeah, just, I don't know, just how, like, a lot of people, a lot of times it's over-exaggerated. Like, for example, people pretended like... Triple G. Like Shakur, like Shakur Valdez. People are like, oh, Valdez has a puncher. Like, Valdez has, like, almost never, like, except for Brichelt, I guess, which was still, like, 10 rounds in after a beatdown. Like, never one-shots people. Right. He's an okay puncher, but he doesn't one-shot people. Like, Wilder one-shots people all the time. Like, regularly one-shots. So, he's definitely a very special, very unique uh, puncher. One, yeah, like the one of the types that people over exaggerate is like Spence, Triple G, just to give you like two sides of the coin, yeah, like, so that we're not like being biased or whatever. Yeah, they can obviously both punch. Yeah, they've but got they got heavy hands, but those they're they not ending a they're not ending a fight with a single punch like Wilder does. I have to look back as far as like Andy Lee, who has been in situations where he is down heavy on the cards, and his power bails him out with a single punch and it ends the whole night and that's it's, it's been a while since I've seen something like that yeah I'd say the only person that's maybe is also a little bit comparable to like Jermel Charlo like Jermel Charlo definitely has yeah. the ability for like one punch he to can. completely it's possible maybe it won't finish the guy but like one punch will just basically decide the fight like versus Rosario he landed just a monstrous <laughs> right hand early on like not even with the body jab or any of that just yeah. the right hand he first hurts him with and the fight's like, he, he takes him a few more rounds to get knocked out, but with that one shot, the fight's just over. But it's super rare, for sure. It's definitely a lot rarer than people, like, pretend it is. Like, people pretend, like, a lot more people have power than they do. Like, that's a very small... Does Inoue qualify? Yes, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I would say 100% Inoue is a one-hitter. Carlos Adamas from the Dominican Republic. That was the wild only card, was it? Adamas. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, nope, that was the Pandora card. Did we talk about? It? I was like, I feel like I remember Alrod saying something. Yeah, he did. Um, okay, the actual co-main of that one is. Caleb Plant gets KO9 over Anthony Durrell. This was a super middleweight bout. Uh, was this an eliminator for any title in particular? 
I don't think it was. Yeah. I, I don't understand anything about that. At the time of the stoppage, the judges had 79-73, 79-73, 80-72. Caleb Plant was clearly up. If you were watching, Caleb Plant was clearly up. Um, so something that I asked on the on our Spanish show is, does when you all things considered, does this give Caleb Plant any? Does it show like an element of a puncher, somebody that has more power than he may have let on uh, up to this point in his career? Mm, I would say no for the most part, but I do think Plant's power is like generally a little bit underrated. If nothing else, his left hook is like pretty much. Yeah. Now, he is a nice left hook. Like, that's what he hurt and dropped his Katagi twice with. Is I'm pretty sure he's a left hook both times. That's what, obviously what he slept Darrell with. I'm pretty sure that's what he slept on. Whatever that dude. Like one of the bums that he fought after um, his Katagi and before Canelo. But, likely. So obviously, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it was him. Likely. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's like a puncher or anything. But I'm a little bit disappointed in myself that I didn't predict a plant tank. If only because there was going to be such a huge speed like gap, and you can see that in the first round, like, Plant was just so much faster. Yeah, I can, I can see him like catching this dude just because he's not going to see a punch coming. Because he's not like there's such a huge difference in hand speed. Well, yeah, Durrell's forty. Uh, he's been in some he's been in some wars in his in his time. He's never been like slumped like that though. Because no, like Benavidez, no. but I, did Benavidez even put him down? I don't think he did. Right? No, he, he just like, stopped him on the cut. Yeah, and yeah, wiped it off after a certain point. Which I mean, you know. Benavidez still beat the shit out, I'm not saying, but it is impressive he just, like, one-hit him. Like, I don't know if Plant's ever one-hit somebody. Yeah. Like, that was, the, that was the perfect, like, comeback. Like, you know, guy with some name value, and it kind of puts a new image in people's heads. Because obviously everyone had the Canelo fight in their mind, him losing to Canelo. And now people have, you know, this super unexpected highlight real chaos. So that was pretty much best-case scenario for Plant, honestly. So some of the names that he called out, Afterwards, he called for um, Benavides and Charlo, obviously the Canelo rematch. So those are at least two out of three are really makeable. Uh, what do you think is the most likely of those three to happen next? Next, I would probably say Benavides is the most likely. Hmm. I think that I think Canelo. There's like I mean, that's, obviously everyone understands why he would say that. <laughs> yeah, of course. But like, that's never gonna happen just, unless I mean, if Plant beat like Benavides. I guess it's maybe possible. Or like if he beat Benavidez and Charlo, then it's like okay, like you might get it. But I don't, I don't see that happening. <laughs> so I'm gonna say that's just out of the picture. Charlo, I would honestly like the Charlo fight from a competition standpoint. I think it's a way more evenly matched fight in a way. But I think it'll be Benavidez. Is it? A, is there a size disparity with uh, Charlo moving up? Plant is definitely bigger than Charlo. Yeah. Um, probably not it's way bigger, but he's he's for sure. Not bigger. like Benavidez or Charlo. No, no, he's not as big as Benavidez. But Plant, he, he's a fairly big dude. He's like six foot, six one. And he's about both size, basically. Yeah. Uh, Which was why I thought it was so funny like, when people, like when <laughs> Bavol beat Canelo, people were like, oh, he's so big. And then, like, the fight before that, he literally knocked out a dude who's the exact same size. Dimitri <laughs> Bavol, but just weighed seven pounds lighter. Like, he's, he's the same dimensions. Something that we talked about on the Spanish show, like specifically Red was talking about how Plant in this, it looked it looked in this fight like maybe his work with a bread man, that he would, it looked like he was trying to sit down a little bit more on his punches, get a little bit more leverage into what he was throwing. How does a style like that work against a very imposing, like Michael Myers sort of guy like Benavides who just does not stop coming for you? 
I mean, he just got to work on his stamina. That's really the only thing he can do, honestly. I mean, as long as he stays fresh, he can win rounds for sure. Like, he can definitely win rounds first day. But it's a lot of rounds. <laughs> 12, dude. It's a lot of rounds. Right. You start, you start to slip early. It's the wrong place to get time. Okay, let's move on to Emmanuel Rodriguez gets the uh, referee decision in round 10 over Gary Antonio Russell. This was a bantamweight fight. The scores at the time of the stoppage were cuts from accidental headbutts. Uh, of 100 to 90, 97-93, 99-91, to 91, all in favor of Rodriguez. I think we've already mentioned a few times that Gary Antonio is like one of the it's like a bit of a bless your heart kind of situation where he gets the, he continues to get spots on cards because of his name who his brothers are but he himself uh, not quite cut from the same cloth did we see something like that what, or what did we what could you say maybe positively about what uh, Antonio Russell's performance was I can say nothing positive but I will say that if I was in, under any circumstance, I would never take a fight with Gary. Some of the fuckers eventually gonna slam his head directly into. <laughs> that was literally every single fight. Yeah, every. Like, he literally like he has three or four fights that have ended early because of head. It's like paused by him. Like I would never fight this dude, <laughs> yeah. and he would never get put on a main card again if his name was because he's just such a. He's just so dirty. Like he's not really fun to watch, and he's not really. Like, there's dirty that's kind of fun, because you can see there's some skill. I don't even know if Antonio's doing it on purpose. He just keeps fucking Billy goat people. It's like, hey, please get scoffed. Yeah, I could see him being relegated to, like, the... As far as, like, the Fox pay-per-view, like, the FS1 or something like that. Yeah, get him on YouTube, bro. Make Luke Thomas, like, commentate those fights. Like, don't put him on TV. Let's uh, move on quick. Uh, Frank Sanchez gets a stoppage in the ninth over Carlos Negron. At the time of the stoppage, 79-73, 77-75, 78-74. Now, this is not classic Frank, as far as I can recall. Uh, he's usually a lot more res more reserved, I would say. Uses his very good tech, like he's very skilled technically, and uses that to stay out of trouble, and he just Cuban school cruises to decision. It was exciting against F.A. Ajagba, because at the time, we were all being told that F.A. was this super monster puncher. And then we saw him do the same thing versus Christian Hammer, who was absolutely not a threat, which we determined by, like, round three. And then he, like, switches the game up, and he goes for the stoppage here. Do you think Uncle Al was uh, whispering in his ear? No, I mean, he's a big dude. Like, he's, he's just going to get stoppages sometimes because he's like... It's heavyweight. 250-plus pound guy. Like, yeah, he lands clean pretty often. I don't know why. He definitely should have more stoppages than he does. But it's not like... Like, Haney, like, just to use an example. Not like Devin Haney. But he could he could theoretically go the rest of his career and never get Like, to be honest. Like, that is possible. It would like, be, like wouldn't be unrealistic if he did. Yeah, like you can see it at least. But a guy like Sanchez, like he's gonna get stoppages every now and then, whether he's trying to or not. Just cause, you know, he's he's just a big, strong guy. He's skilled. Though. I mean, I, I, first of all, he's, he's I don't like to be that guy that's like, oh, Cubans always lie about their age. But there's no chance that guy's like thirty. <laughs> like, there's literally nothing. It's just impossible. Well, if he's thirty, then I'm like fucking eighteen. Like it's like I don't know how old he is. Like I'm not gonna guess that, but I know he's not thirty. So I just want to throw that out there. The usual what guess is like plus five, at least. Yeah, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, he doesn't look like mega agent, but 
this is not a guy just leaving his twenties by, by any measure. This, I mean, some people look different. So maybe it is that. Who the fuck knows? But how, the point is, however many ages he has, or however many years uh, left he has, uh, heavyweight, I think he has a decent, you know, a decent future. I don't think he'll be easy to beat. I'm not sure when he'll get his opportunity. Like, I think you can maybe see, like, Sanchez versus Ruiz. And I would honestly take the Frank to win that fight. At this like, point pretty, of Ruiz's career, yeah. Like, pretty confidently I would take Frank in that fight. So, we'll just see. You know, we'll, we'll see what opportunities come for him. I do want to say one thing. Oh, one on. unrelated to Frank, but uh, I do, just about F.A. I do think F.A. is like a monster puncher. I do think that's true. Um, it is. He kind of sunk. It doesn't really land the punch, like, against people who are any kind of confident, but... If he lands, that motherfucker puts you out for sure. Yeah, like at the time he was coming up, he was like the quote-unquote mini Wilder. Because he still dropped Sanchez, didn't he? At one point, I think they both went down. But uh, they was like they were both kind of weird knockouts. I think they both like, went to the knees. There's something weird. That fight was like really strange. Yeah, well, very dangerous puncher or very skilled, savvy guy and. I think Sanchez, I think Sanchez was like dropping with a jab or something. It was like really fucking weird. Maybe, maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Uh, to continue the misstep of mine where I mentioned Carlos Adames. The Dominican Revolution continues with Michel Rivera getting the decision over Jerry Perez. Um, to keep it 100, I didn't watch this particular one, but from what I'm told, he was, well, he was lacking a little bit in the defense department, and it seemed that he lingered in the when he, you know, he should be moving out and around. Did you watch? Did you see anything different? I didn't watch that one. Uh, I've seen Rivera a couple of times, though. Yeah. I think the jury, I think the jury is definitely out on, like, how good he is. It's kind of like how I thought about Rayo. I can watch this guy and see positives and see why people are high on him. But I think it's still, I think you can also kind of see some problems for sure. And uh, I think it's still too early to give him the official cosign. Like, yeah, this guy's legit. Like, I, I think it's too early to say that. So to continue referencing my gaff, is the jury still out on, like, Adamus? He lost to Tejera. But I don't know. I think he's just kind of a wild card, to be honest. He's just a wild card. Like, you never really know. Is Rivera not as wild of a card? No, uh, no. I think Rivera kind of fights. So. You know, I mean, he kind of fights like an undefeated prospect, to be fair. Like, you know, <laughs> that kind of whole demeanor or whatever. Um, he's definitely not as physical as Adonis. Is it like so maybe, a BDE maybe, kind of thing? Yeah, maybe it's just kind of a, you know, he's just not physically able to fight the way Adonis does. Yeah. Adonis is very strong, for sure. I mean, he just bullied Montiel, like, in that fight. Like, every single shot at Adonis would land and, like, move, completely move Montiel's body. Like, he was just thrown around it. The variety's crazy, because, like, Hector Garcia bullied the shit out of both Chris Colbert and uh, Roger Gutierrez. And Adamis has been a bully more than a few times, but Rivera not quite so much. Different strokes, I guess. Moving into London on the same day, October 15th, at the O2 Arena, we had Clarissa Shields versus Savannah Marshall for the undisputed uh, middleweight championship. This was a unanimous decision. It was 10 rounds, two minutes each. Equal equal rights, equal fights. Like, come on, like, get these ladies fighting how everyone should be. 
1993, 96, 94, 97, 93. Did they actually bang each other? <laughs> no. I, I'm pretty sure I cracked that. So, well, yeah, I, I think I, you did. That's why I'm asking. I saw, I think it was like probably some British people who actually were able to understand what. Because Marshall is a, I'm not sure exactly where Marshall's from. She's a very particular accent. And she talks in a very particular She's way. From, uh, so She's from Michigan. She's from Flint. No, 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 Marshall. Oh, Marshall. Okay. I think anybody, yeah, Shield's pretty easy to understand. Marshall is very difficult because she has this very specific accent and she kind of like whispers a lot. Mm. Like in that face, she's like doing this weird whisper. So it's really difficult to hear what she's saying. But she's, she says uh, both of us screaming at each other got here. Screaming. But the way she says she swallows like both of them. <laughs> There's like no space between the words. So it sounds like uh. screaming. And then Floresta says, I didn't have to say shit to you. And they censor shit. But the way they censor it... It sounded you know, like I like, didn't have sex with Yeah, like, like people kind of read the way... Yeah, people read the word sex into it. Like, it was just kind of a weird... I don't know, it was a weird little, like, moment. <laughs> it was just kind of like a, a audio illusion or some shit. Because once you know what it's supposed to say, it's pretty obvious. Right. But if you're not British, you're going to have absolutely no idea what the fuck Marshall is saying. Like, without subtitles, there's no way you're not If I haven't spend as much time watching like British interviews and stuff yeah I wouldn't be able to understand what some accents in the UK are like but on to the fight the the real meat and potatoes of it Clarissa Shields gets what appears to be on the on paper a dominant victory neutralizes another opponent what is this her third undisputed crown I think it's like yes is there one more person or was this undisputed this was undisputed Okay, yeah, I guess it has to be. Yeah. So it's probably her third. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I scored the fight like 10 to 0. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Maybe uh, there was some bias in that. I didn't want to say it. If Clarissa like, Shields had more power, then like this shit would have been done like round 6. Yeah. I mean, Marshall, Marshall's definitely like durable. She's like strong. So I can understand like why people... Uh, she made a better fight of it than a lot of other Clarissa's opponents. Who, yeah, for despite sure. Despite Clarissa's he, he like, lack of power they still were mentally defeated by like the midway of the fight whereas savannah marshall not so much yeah she never like quit or got like physically broken down but so i can understand why people seeing her just kind of bully whatever opponent she was fighting like i imagine she would just bully most like the way she fights is very unusually physical for women like boxing yeah so i can i can kind of see like the hype quote unquote but I think the fight pretty much played out how it always would. Clarissa is just way more. <laughs> Somebody made a clip of it. I, should, I don't know if I downloaded it. I should have. I didn't. It's of the first like 10 seconds of the fight. <laughs> Marshall's movements are just like the most bizarre thing you'll ever see. Like the way she's like moving her legs and like her neck. It's just this weird like Peter Fury shit. You could just tell her after she, oh, she's going to lose. <laughs> the way she's moving is just like not fair. You can just tell from the big guy. She, she's there's no chance to me that's foreshadowing of uh, the Cambosos Haney rematch that we got coming up in a little bit <laughs> yeah strange yeah. movement so let's get one uh, one step closer Alicia Baumgartner gets a split decision over Michaela Mayer 96-95 uh, 96-95 and 93-97 it's weird the two for Baumgartner were close one of the rounds obviously being a draw and Mayor wins wide on one card. I don't know. Do I need to rewatch this? Take off like 
just take out the consideration of it being like a, a hipster thing, like to watch a women's fight. But like this is a, this was a huge event for women's boxing. That uh, to me that is really cool. That we had two very great fights headlining a popular card that was being promoted. I thought it was great. But I was on Team Bob and Gardner for this one. I've never been sold on Mayer. So I'm not entirely sure how she got 97, 93. Yeah, I, I, I felt like it was probably maybe like a draw. I think is what I had it. I, I felt like it could have gone either way. I expected Mayer to get it in the UK. I'm not going to lie. I just thought the way she was fighting was like definitely going to impress people. Danger. Yeah, I thought I just thought it would tr uh, translate a little better. But Baumgartner got it. I mean, that's cool. I like I like Baumgartner. I was I was rooting for. Her. I kind of hope she get the knockout. That didn't happen. Yeah. It, it it could be scored so many ways because it's two minutes. Yeah, it's so hard to score two minutes. You're just like, damn. That's why I mentioned it's just like, over. <laughs> it's before us, you even give us three minutes. Nobody's like disputing that they're talented and athletic and all the rest of it. Nobody's saying that they're not. Like, so why, why the fuck are we giving them two minutes when they're capable of doing more? That's something that MMA has over us. Sure. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's been pretty much the consensus that I've seen is it could have gone either way. 96 to 95 for Baumgartner times two is it's reasonable. But regardless, this was a close fight. I think they could run this one back. I think it would be great if they did. Yeah, I don't think Bob Garner wants to just have a spike. That's how she's talking. She wants to fight. Because I think there's another... Isn't there like a Japanese champion or something? I'm not really mixed up. Or is she Korean? Yeah, I think, I think that's who Bob Garner is talking about fighting. So. And she we'll, wants we'll to see. undisputed. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think they'll probably end up fighting down the lines. Cause don't rematch sense. again unless they move up like uh, Pack and Marquez did. Throughout but the immediately, probably not. Okay, so strange movement in the Rod Labor Arena in Melbourne, Australia. Devin Haney, 119-109 and 118-110 times two over Cambosos. Are we surprised? I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Really, the only thing I have to say about this fight, to be honest, is I'm glad they got it over quick. June to October, that you know, I appreciated that at least. Yeah, that okay, that's now a fair show. Yeah, now it's over. So that's 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 the good part. Do you think this is the end of Cambosos? Is this the last we see of him? He was talking about retiring, I think, and he has that issue with his former manager or whatever, where he like, cut him off. So that's weird. I don't know. I think uh, I think he'll probably come back at least for a couple more. I'm not sure with who. I've always kind of thought he would fit. He would be a guy Matchroom would probably look into. But who knows? You know, we'll see. Uh, I kind of expect him to get recycled, to be honest with you, just because of being engaged with Teofimo for. 3.5 of the four belts, and then gets the the two-time with Devin Haney. Uh, I think he's going to get recycled a bit by somebody. Somebody's going to pick him up and throw him back into circulation for a few more fights, try to get some name value out of him. They probably won't be what they expect. On this card, I have it listed on the outline because I wanted to mention it. The Baloney Brothers, Jason Andrew Maloney. Um, <laughs> I have these fights, this was from the Spanish outline, was MVV, me vale verga. Literal translation, like, it ain't worth dick. So I wanted to mention it specifically to slight them. Um, I, to further add insult to injury, I'm going to mention Jazza Dickens got a UD 
for the IBO title on the same weekend. Uh, 115, 113, 116, 112, 115, 113. So, moving right along. This one just happened a few days ago. It's Mauricio Lara fought Jose San Martin. It was a featherweight fight in Mexico City. I thought this fight was like super entertaining for how long it lasted. San Martin was rugged. I think he understood the assignment, but nonetheless made it tough and gave Lara, like, for a few rounds, he gave him a good fight. I thought Lara looked pretty good. Like, well, he struggled a little bit in the first rounds when San Martin was a little bit more... He had his full faculties about him, and then as Lara wore him down, Lara gets a stoppage over San Martin and looks forward to bigger and better things. Eddie Hearn mentioned the possibility, like, he floated it, of getting the trilogy with uh, Warrington, but Lara seems to be looking elsewhere. Where do you think he fits into uh, Featherweight? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Lara, to be honest. He's, he's a lot of fun. Man, he knocked out Josh Morrison. I thought that was really funny. That was a great one. But I mean, words to the wise. Uh, there's zero chance for Morrison will ever fight Lara again. So, <laughs> I think he'll probably fight. I know people are talking about never Eddie. They're friends, you know? though. Yeah, but you know, are they like friends to the extent that it's like they offer us a little money when we go on scrap? I'm not sure. I don't know that much. I just know that they're friends. I can see Top Rank, you know, making a move for him. Because, I mean, there's really just not much more for for, for him F with Matchroom. Or for Lara. For Lara, yeah, with Matchroom, to be honest. If Warrington ain't going to fight him and he's not, then, like, what else is that Lee Wood? Well, he's fighting Leo, so he's probably going to lose. So then there's not going to be anything. Uh, Mickey Conlon? If they can cross the promo? <laughs> but, yeah, that would be top rank, too. So. Do that, that shit point. in Dublin. <laughs> he's uh, from Belfast. I thought, no, I, th I think he is uh, Republic, not uh, Crown. Anyway, why are we even giving a shit about Mickey Conlon? Uh, moving on to the 29th this weekend in Madison Square. Uh, Lomachenko comes back against Jermaine Ortiz. This is a lightweight fight. This is one of those, like, uh, get the cobwebs out, uh, shake off the rust for Lomachenko after he spent, I think it was, was it at over a year in Ukraine doing the nation's work? I think it was a few months, yeah. He's been out for a bit. Yeah, he, he hasn't fought enough. When was the last fight? Comey? So that was yeah, it was Comey. 10 months ago, 11 months ago. What round does Lomachenko tell Ortiz's corner to stop the fight? <laughs> Two. Two? Uh. I think he will. He'll definitely stop Ortiz, to be honest. Probably. Like, well, it would be hard. If he doesn't, that would be kind of a bad look in my opinion. Ortiz does not appear to be very good. Well, because he fucking robbed Jamel Herring, I'll have you know. <laughs> Robesy Ramirez is also on this one. I think he's co-featuring. He didn't have an opponent at the time that I wrote this. What's the fight? Somebody did. Yeah, the, a name was announced. He does have an opponent. Who was he supposed to fight before this? Oh, was it fucking Magdalena? I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, Jose Matias Romero. No, no, no. I mean, who, who, who? Oh, he, he was, was supposed to. Yeah. Couldn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, he pulled out with injury. <laughs> oh, right. I haven't heard from Jesse Magdaleno. I thought that was crazy. Yeah, they, he was gonna fucked up. Yeah, like Jesus. He's gonna get done like his brother. That's what is about to happen to Romero. I'm assuming is they brought him out for a highlight, as Top Rank tends to do. Yeah, like Robisi. You know, hopefully he'll get another knockout. He's been pretty entertaining to watch. Yeah. Recently. Yeah, he's been he's been fun. I would like to see him versus Lara. That'd be a great fight. Yeah, it would be. That would be a good uh, um, 
Mexico-Cuba kind of thing. I'm not sure if that's quite the rivalry, but nonetheless. <laughs> it's what it is. They started there. In San Diego, Joseph Diaz. Mm. He's facing off with William Zapata. This is a lightweight fight. I've not seen Diaz do anything worthwhile, and it's been quite a while since I've seen him do something that like matters. So, good job, Golden Boy, getting him a fight. Yeah, it's probably like a 50-50. I don't really think either of those guys are very good. Zapata's bigger, but I think he sucks, honestly. I could see him fucking it up and losing. But hopefully he'll just beat him up and use his size for once. Cause I think he does have some power. Zapata, that is. Yeah, that's what uh, Red was saying, that he's a little bit more imposing. So Diaz being a bit small for lightweight, that might be. Yeah, people talk about that like, when Diaz fought Fortuna. They're like, oh, he's fine. Like, dude, Fortuna's a fucking, like, smaller than Diaz. Yeah. <laughs> like, the same size. They started, like, the same weight. Like, what are you talking about? But, like, Zapata's an actual lightweight. The height disparity with Devin Haney. Yeah, yeah. That like, was pretty absurd. Yeah, Haney really, like... <laughs> You, I mean, maybe it's just unfair to expect stoppages, but Haney really should have stopped him, to be honest. If there was a but fight, he, he should have stopped then It was it. Yeah, I mean, he won like 11-1, so whatever. I mean, when you're that much bigger and just teeing off constantly, you should probably get stoppage. Oh, speaking of stoppages. Does the streak continue in Phoenix? Gila River Arena. Jake Paul versus Anderson Silva, a cruiserweight fight. Jake Paul, um, he continues to defy the odds, I think. I think it was you that was saying, like, everyone thinks every single time that the fight was fixed because he just continues to knock the shit out of people. Yeah, they do just always look very comical, you know? The last one like, versus he- Woodley, sure. But, like, also Robinson and, like, I mean, I guess Askren wasn't as comical, but even that one was still, like, pretty... Like, they just always look like they're meant to be, like, three-second clips on Twitter. Like, he never TKOs somebody. Like, he always just slumps them. So, I, I mean, people who, like, know nothing about the sport are like, oh, it's fixed. But I think he's yeah. just a big dude. Fights guys with, like, no defense. <laughs> like, he's a very smart matchmaker. Incredibly smart. I'm not sure if Silva... Silva could definitely be a misstep. Silva is way more risky than, like, Woodley. Even though he's like several years older than Woodley, who's not very, right. not very young himself. So I think it would be like pretty impressive. If he knocks him out, that would be like impressive. Even if Silva's like 46 or yeah, how He's almost 50. Yeah, he's like mega old. He's old. Because like, I mean, Silva did beat, the, I mean, for whatever it's worth, he did beat the hell out of Chavez Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he did put the shit in. So is uh, what it is. I'm not that, like, okay, so I. I know Anderson Silva by name strictly because of how successful he was and how uh, he stirred up the fans, you know what I mean? So I knew him because of that, but I'm not entirely certain on the details of his career. I know that he's a striker. I saw that leg break. That was horrendous to look at. And he, he has some pro boxing experience. So is this just like banking on age that they're gonna get a stoppage over Silva? Hundred percent. Hundred percent is banking on age. Yeah, hundred percent. If he was like any younger, if this would like never happen. He's old, so. Like minus five, and five. Silva's gonna beat him. Yeah, probably. Even if you just take away five, if you take away like eight or so, like yeah, then it would just like never happen. Well, like how old is he now? Like forty. 
One I wanted to mention was who the fuck is that? <laughs> Nate. Holy shit. So how much how much time we got on the clock right now? Uh, we're at forty-two minutes. Okay, okay. Alright, so the last one real quick before we get uh, some touch points from Nate here. So we got Le'Veon Bell fighting Uriah Hall, who was an MMA guy. That that's Kevin about Bell. all I know. Came in during the most important segment of the podcast. <laughs> so, the Jake Paul rundown. So, one thing that I wanted to mention about Le'Veon Bell, particularly, was in some interviews he's been talking about his experiences as, as an NFL player, as a running back, and like I have, I have been in games where I get like 200 plus yards, three, three to five plus touchdowns, and the rush from that is. The rush of knocking a guy out is as good as, if not better, than that. That might be, you know, just, like, hamming it up a little bit for promotion. But, I don't know. Like, if he's, like, that serious about it, I can't help but say that I'm fucking here for it. Like, people seeing Le'Veon Bell on a marquee. Casual sports fans, they're gonna watch. And it's I've seen plenty in Discord... People who come to watch like YouTuber fights or whatever, whatever other like gimmick shit that's going on, there's a small contingency that stays because they see it and like, what? okay, that was pretty fun. So what's like the actual sport like? And uh, I, I can't help myself. Like, please, please keep doing this. I want, I want more people to be watching boxing. Here's my issue with it. Okay, well, let me just say this. Bet the fucking house, bet your kids, bet the dog, bet the fucking mailbox on your eye hall by knocking. By knockout. Okay. I guarantee you he's going to knock it out. Jesus. Really? 100%. Here's the thing I don't understand about these. Like, so, like, why do they make them, why do they put them in these fights they're never going to win? Have they been you know? put into fights like that? Like, well, you know, for example, um, who did, uh, this one was kind of fucked up, but who did uh, Ocho Cinco fight? Like, not like a great guy, but I'm like, why do they not give him somebody? Oh, to... yeah, he fought, like, some guy that was, what, like, 3 or three and 0 or 4 and 0 or something like that. Yeah, I'm like, why? I give him somebody who's, like, 0 and 10, just to be honest. Like, what, why? And, like, Uriah, I think that's insane. Uriah is going to fuck him up. Is it too much I don't too know. soon? He... 100%, yeah. Uriah was in the UFC not that long ago. I mean, he wasn't the best, but, like, okay, we were just talking about Silva. He knocked out Silva. Oh, like, shit. Last year, I'm pretty sure. Like, he slumped him. He is old. And another thing is that MMA skills don't always translate to boxing, right? Those guys don't really have a good track record coming into boxing, so I feel like that evens the playing field a little bit. But, but like, they, they don't have a good track record when they're like fighting boxing. Fighting Le'Veon Bell, you know what I mean? That's true. <laughs> like, I think he's just—I think he's gonna like slump for sure. Like, I think it'll be like a Nate Robinson situation. <laughs> like, why did they make this? Why did they make this fight? Like, they're having a fight. Like, okay, one fight that was really—I can't remember which players it was at this point but it was like two NBA players there was an NBA player and an NFL player Frank on a knocked out an yeah, NBA player the, yeah that was a great fight to be honest relative to what you your expectations like make him fight another NFL player or an NBA player like why is he fighting him fight? makes no sense yeah Frank well he, he did just fight Adrian Pierce, so they, they did yeah. just do the yeah. football player so, you know. Maybe they just ran out of football. Like, maybe there's just not enough. I'm not really sure. They really should be putting him up against, like, Greg Hardy or something like that. Because he used to be in the yeah. NFL. 
I bet you could sell that. And Greg Hardy's not good enough to to wipe out Bell, you know. There would at least be more logic. Like, there's absolutely no logic for Le'Veon Bell fighting your eye Like, Le'Veon Bell has no idea. <laughs> he has no idea what's coming. You think it's going to be, like, a... Not fixed, but they're, like, kind of taking it easy on each other a little bit and putting on a show? <laughs> uh, Le'Veon Bell played for Pittsburgh? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it, should we be, that- like, getting, like, a suicide watch on Pittsburgh when Le'Veon Bell gets... No, they will be celebrating if Bell gets knocked out. They where, hate his guts. Where he left then? Where would he go that they hate him? He he went to the Jets. It was less they hate him for going to the Jets. I think he went through a whole season where he like refused to play or something like that. Oh. If I remember correctly, like he just sat out his contract because they couldn't figure anything out. He's doing the diva thing. Uh huh. All right, we're gonna go through. We're gonna give it a Nate's rundown. <laughs> We finished the list there, but let's get let's get your uh, your point your touch points in here. Deontay Wilder versus Hellenius, KO one. You what are, what are your like immediate thoughts? Uh, that was probably the best possible return you could ask for for Wilder. Just go in there and knock the guy out quick. It doesn't say much about what Wilder's chin is like or his gas tank at this point in his career, but his power is still there. I think as long as he has that, he beats everyone outside of the top five pretty handily, I think. Caleb Plant, KO9 over Durrell. Again, another really, really good comeback fight for Plant coming off a loss. I don't know if that does really move anything for him. Like, if he goes out and fights David Benavidez, gets a Canelo rematch, I don't think that... That's a, that one fight alone is enough to indicate to me that the, that he could win either of those fights. But I think it was a really good return fight for him. <laughs> the shovel deal he did at the end was pretty funny. I think that was <laughs> yeah. like, some viral point. I don't think we touched on that. We did. That was like that was the best thing Plants ever done for sure. That was hilarious. Ass. I like the T-shirt <laughs> thing where coming out, you don't have a reason to hate me. Then he gets a knockout, but now you do. <laughs> I think that was. That was gold Plant, right there. Plant's a funny guy. Like whenever they fought his category, they had the No Way Jose shirts. Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're goofy. Yeah. Emmanuel Rodriguez gets the technical decision over Antonio Russell. I'll be honest, I don't think I saw that. Uh, Frank Sanchez KO nine over Carlos Negro. Frank Chan- Sanchez just sucks. Not gonna do anything. I don't think. So I don't have much of an opinion on that either. You don't no. think he's gonna hang out, hang out with like a Joe Joyce kind of guy? No, I think Joyce would run him over. Woof. Yeah, Joyce. But okay, tell me, you 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 could see Frank Sanchez being like Andrew. I could see that, but I also don't rate him very highly. True, but I think that would be like best case scenario for him if they just. He's, he's technical enough to hang in with some guys for a while and he could probably pull an upset if someone you know has a bad night for sure but i don't really rate him very highly and a heavyweight division that's not very good so we're not very deep in the yeah really so. top heavy yeah, it needs to just wait out the just wait like two more years isn't he like late 30s already though he's like 35 he's, right? listed. he's, he's a listed cuban 30 pay. he's a cuban he's 30 pay. so yeah. maybe okay. he's like 35 yeah. Uh, let's see. In London, Clarissa Shields gets the UD over Savannah Marshall. Are you a hipster? Do you watch women's fights? Uh, I did not see that one. But 
I generally like Shield, so good for her. Glad she's winning while still trying to do the boxing slash MMA crossover stuff. I think that's kind of cool. Alicia Baumgartner or Michaela Mayer? Mm, didn't see that one. All right, Devin Haney, George Cambosos. <laughs> I intentionally didn't watch that one. I knew that one was going to be bad. Yeah, I was paying attention to Clint Durrell instead of that. The only clip I saw that fight, I was out somewhere in Dallas drinking, and I saw a clip on the big screen of like Haney going down. I guess he slipped or something, but me, three shades to the wind, thought he got knocked down. And I started kind of freaking out, and I was like, oh, wait, he just slipped. Never mind. But yeah, didn't watch that one. That one looked very boring. It was. Let's see. Two, three fights, it don't matter. Lara versus San Martin last Saturday. I want to say, yeah, I did. I caught the end of that. Laura, like, pretty brutally put him away, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure that was a fight that I, I think we were all, like, in the chat, like, why the fuck has this not been stopped yet? Yeah. That was brutal. That was bad. Well, he's, he's kind of making a name for himself pretty quickly, so, I mean... What division is he in again? Is it featherweight or bantamweight? Yeah, then? 26. Featherweight. I wonder who they slot him against, against next. He mentioned by name Lee Wood, for sure. Uh-huh. And uh, Josh oh, Warrington would... saying like he doesn't deserve to call himself a champion. Those would be decent fights for both of them. Um, he'd probably win both. And another guy I was thinking of was Leo Santa Cruz. You could probably put them together, and they'd have a pretty entertaining fight. I I'd think... pick Laura to win. But yeah, at Cruz... this age for Santa Cruz. But I don't think Cruz has ever been in a, a bad fight. He's been in a lot of exciting fights. That would be fun to watch, however long it lasted. Yeah, his like supposed wars were like with Abner Mares and Carl Frampton, who eh, mm-hmm. not the most heavy-handed guys. So yeah, but even in that, uh, <laughs> it probably looked a lot like the tank fight, to be honest. Where he just gets put away really badly, but I'd still see it. I'd still see it. Lomachenko, be fun. Jermaine Ortiz. That's this weekend. It's 135. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Obviously, a little bit of a Loma stand, so it'll be good to see how much Loma has left. I don't know what the war has done to him, if anything, So, but it's good to see him back in the ring. I'm sure he was sheltered when he was there. Probably. Yeah. Most most people aren't serving on the front lines out there, but, you know, all that emotional stress still and not being in the gym. You wonder if his skills have dropped off any. We'll, we'll find out. Robesi Ramirez, uh, he's fighting Jose Romero, which, yes, question mark, who is that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no opinion on that. Probably going to be a Ramirez big deal. Joseph Diaz versus William Cepeda. This one's in San Diego. It's another lightweight. I don't know about that one. I can see the guy winning. As long as the, did, the diddler gets beat, I don't really care. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I rate Cepeda that highly, but I also don't rate judge of that highly either so yeah and uh you came in i think at the in the middle of bell and hall or did you hear any paul silva i came in for bell versus hall all right uh, i missed the silva talk so jake paul uh, anderson silver i've got a feeling that, that paul's gonna win i wouldn't be surprised at all if silva won but i just think he's just way too old and paul's just gonna be bigger and stronger and Probably faster. I think Paul will win. I don't know if it'll be by knockout or not. What weight did Silva fight at when he was in UFC? 175, I think. 185? No, 185, yeah. He won the bout at 205 at one point. 
Speaking of the UFC real quick, shout out to all the people who put money on Islam Hachev at even odds. <laughs> Easiest money you'll ever make. You ain't never gonna get them odds again. It'll be minus 1,000 for now. Yeah, should've listened to ya. Alright, stick to that so I, I think that's it. Here's the plug at the end. If you're disagreeing with something, like me saying that Lomachenko's a fucking bitch and he's gonna get knocked out in the second round, then you can call 833-772-6964 and let me know what you think about that. And I'll tell you that you're a bitch too. Our Spanish show is Boxing in Espanol. You can find that on all the same apps and services that Besides Boxing is available on. And yeah, I think that's it. Shout out to Orange for being very yeah, unprofessional. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, that's that. Thanks for hanging out with us again on Besides Boxing. Uh, we were out for a while, but uh, we'll be back again soon. So don't worry about that. If you could be a fucking doll, uh, hit us up on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at LVXBoxing. All right, see you next time. Your body man, your body man.